Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bracer Guild, coming to you with two junior bracers. I'm Tyler, the first host, and our second host is... Hi, I'm Josh. Oh my god, that sounds so cool, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're here to talk about the Trail series, and this is our first episode of the Kiseki Cast, which is what we decided to call our podcast, and neither of us have ever hosted podcasts before, so that's why we're just junior bracers. This is our first time, so please don't be mean to us. <laughs> Josh has been on a podcast before, uh, but I've actually never been on any, so I'll probably have to follow your lead a little bit. Well, so. I just tagged along to the Like Me host, so. <laughs> so first of all, uh, you can follow us on Tumblr if you want to. Join the Wasteland. Uh, I am Trails in the Sky with a dash between uh, Trails and In. And then the and sky because everyone takes all the good URLs. Uh, yeah. And I'm Banalak site, like the Pokemon in the a made up like what's that called again? A megastone? Yeah. I don't have a trails I don't have a trails blog yet, but I'm still thinking of making one. I have a good I have a lot of good URLs. I just can't figure out which one I want to use. You might want to <laughs> yeah, try to Tumblr is Banalak site, so get going. You might want to try to steal some of those as soon as you can because people like to steal the, the good URLs and then you never get them back. I know. Well, anyway. I like, okay, not to like sidetrack on this, but since we're talking about Tumblr URLs, um, oh, never mind. I'm going to sidetrack already. Well, I was going to say that the place that we met was Tumblr, so that's why I suggested that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a whole lot of uh, trail stuff on Tumblr. You got Night of Erebonia. And uh, there's a couple oh, other ones. Them. Yeah, they're really good. I see them lurking. I think that whoever has that blog, um, that's not their main blog because they don't follow me, mm-hmm. but they reblog a lot of my mm-hmm. stuff. So I see you guys. I also see um, Daily Falcon a lot. Do they post as they much post, as like, a lot of good fan art? Do they post as much anymore? I don't think so. I just see them on like the recommendations. Ah, uh, okay. They used to post a lot. I'm afraid to go on their blog because spoilers, but whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So that leads us to something. This is not going to be a spoiler-free uh, podcast. Um, we're going to avoid Cold Steel three and four because neither of us know very much about it because they haven't come out in English yet. But we everything. Are spoilers on crossbow right right everything else is fair game because we played everything and to be honest would you be able to separate some of the things at this point yeah true i think it would be it would be hard for me so anyway that brings me to my first question for you and that is how did you get into trails because everyone seems to have a really different uh way that they found the games i know um okay so I know of Trails in the Sky beforehand, like a long time ago, maybe in like 2013, I saw it become um, on sale on the PlayStation Store, but I haven't really thought about it because when I looked it up, it looked so outdated, looked so old, like the graphics weren't my thing, so meh. Fast forward to November last year, I played Tokyo Xanadu, it's a Falcom game, it's just like a mix of uh, the current Trails of Cold Steel, which is like 
like the bonding event and stuff and the East gameplay. And I really enjoyed it despite having an awful localization. <laughs> and um, I already had Trails of Cold Steel on the Vita because it, it was owned by my brother. Um, he played it two years ago and I was like, well, I enjoyed Tokyo Xanadu. I'm gonna try and play Trails of Cold Steel. And it took my entire life for like about a month. <laughs> <laughs> I played Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 first, and then I went back to the Sky series around January this year. I really loved it. And then I just finished the Crossbow games maybe a month ago. So yeah. Okay. Basically, it was my entire life for like three months. Yeah, you really, you shotgunned those games pretty quick there. I was, I was a little surprised that you didn't get burned out. <laughs> Yeah, because when I really get into one thing, it's all I ever want to play. <laughs> it's really weird because I really, I just picked up Trails of Cold Steel as like, I don't know, a filler game while I wait for Smash Ultimate and Kingdom Hearts and I ended up liking it. But I spent more time playing it other than the games I really wanted to play, like, you know. Because it became your new love. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> So, I actually haven't finished Kingdom Hearts 3 yet, even though it was released in January. And I'm still replaying Aon of So, would you recommend uh, Tokyo Xanadu to someone that, like me? Not really. I mean... The localization is really awful compared to Cold Steel. But if you want the, like, you know, the school life that's featured... Cold Steel 1, I think you'll enjoy it too. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that's that's you saying that you wouldn't recommend it to me because you already know I wasn't a huge fan of East. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, basically. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I've been interested in it because it's another Falcom game and they don't really have a whole lot of games. Um, uh -huh. They just have the Trails and the East series, well, I really. I can tell you is that the art style is really good, though. They managed to hire the same artist that does the Cold Steel series and it's really good. Okay. It's very consistent. So, how long did it take you to beat Cold Steel 1 and 2 when you first played it? Um, I believe it took me 60 hours on Cold Steel 1 and probably this. Wow. I might be confusing my playtime with Cold Steel 2 or SC, but I think I played Cold Steel 2 for 70 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. Did you do a lot of the side, like all the side quests and stuff? I tried to do all the side quests that were available, and I was also trying to talk to everyone during Cold Steel too. So, yeah, it kind of took a bunch of like hours to like go around and talk to people after every major event because I didn't realize there were like hidden side quests until like halfway through Cold Steel One. Okay. So, like when I saw that, I have to. I was like, well, I have to talk to people now. Because I really didn't talk to anyone during my first playthrough of Fossil 1. Okay. So, when you did you have a background in RPGs? Like, you were a huge fan of RPGs before? Oh, yeah. I basically played JRPGs since I was 12. Or maybe even younger than that. Basically, my first RPG was Pokemon, which is everyone's first RPG, by right. the way. Yeah. And um, I was already a fan of, like, anime and stuff, so... Kind of had like a background uh, of playing those kinds of games. Uh, I believe the last JRPG I played 
before Trails, End of Xenadu was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch. And no, 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 it's not. It's Valkyria Chronicles 4. I really loved it. Okay. I know that you played Xenoblade because uh, you had that in your top games for last year. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was one of my top games, too. I really liked it. Um, well, for me, I actually I had a very different background. Um, I was a Pokemon fan like any other person. But a lot of times, I didn't necessarily think of that as a JRPG. It absolutely is. But it's a little bit... Maybe it's because Pokemania... It's more mainstream? Yeah, definitely more mainstream. And... I tried playing Final Fantasy X back in the day, and I hated it. And I tried playing a few other RPGs, and I always hated them. The only one that I ever played that I really liked was uh, Knights of the Old Republic. And I think that's only because it was Star Wars. Oh my gosh, Star Wars? (laughs) If it wasn't Star Wars, like, I I tried to play Jade Empire right after, because someone said it was, like, pretty much the same game. Uh and I hated it, and I think it, I only liked it because it was Star Wars. Um, and then in 2017, I went to a um, a video games live concert where they like a full orchestra plays video game music, and they played Times Scar, which is the opening sequence song to Chrono Cross, and that song was so amazing. I had not played the game and I had as much of like an emotional response to just hearing the song that I could have had without actually playing the game and understanding what was in the game. So I had no memories associated with it at all and was like, I need to play this game at least for the music. And I bought the game for 10 bucks and I loved it, even though it's really complicated. Um, and that was really the first RPG I played that I liked. And that was three years ago, right? Two years ago. Oh. Yeah, okay. two just two years ago. And later that year, I was bored one day and I was reading a review of Chrono Cross again, probably just because I just wanted to read stuff about the game because I liked it so much. And I saw that you could play it on the PSP. So I looked up some stuff about how you could play it on the PSP. You can just get it on the PSN. And so I bought a used PSP, got Chrono Cross, played it, liked it, and started... I mean, I already liked it, but I liked having it portable. And then started looking for good PSP games, and Trails in the Sky came up on, like, every list. And at this point, I was trying more RPGs, and I was kind of into it, but I wasn't fully into it yet. But I said, you know what? People say this game's good. I'm going to try it. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit um, not mainstream. So, because at, at that point I had tried enough Final Fantasies that I just don't really like that series that much. Um, and I liked it, but I wouldn't say that I loved Trails in the Sky until that final scene at oh, Gransel yeah. Castle right. with Estelle and Joshua. And then I was like, jaw on the floor. I need to play the second game right now. I love this series. I love the characters. And I Wait, think... hold on, hold on, hold on. When you, fi- when you finish FC, was SC already out? Yes. SC came out in 2015. Okay. So I could right away 
download it onto my PSP and start playing it. But I think in a way, Trails might have ruined RPGs for me because I expect way too much of them. <laughs> but so that was my experience was I played Trails in the Sky first. I didn't even know that there was a whole series. I just knew that there was one game that people said was good. And I, I literally didn't even know there was a sequel uh, until I was like almost done with the game. What you said about um, ruining RPGs, I can relate to that very much. <laughs> Like, there's just so much you can do on, like, a different, how do, how do I word this? Um, you know how much in, how in RPGs, like in Final Fantasy, there's, like, different numbered titles, but they're not set in the same universe? Right, yeah. I think Trails, the Trails series does that so good. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe in video games. Yeah, I've seen that comparison a lot, actually. And I think it's accurate because they uh-huh. they do such a good job of it, it. Doesn't necessarily have to be like like FC and SC. It, SC picks up the next morning, like right, like the next day uh-huh. from FC. So there's there's no there's no time jump or anything like that. Um, and yeah, it doesn't and even necessarily that Cold Steel three and four are like Avengers one and two. And like the the jump can even be a little bit. But just the fact that all the characters are the same, the location's the same, everything carries over, and I really like yeah, that. Yeah, even the N- even the NPCs, like I I believe one or two NPCs shows up in all games. Yeah, Anton and Ricky. Yeah. I don't think that I've run into them in every game, but I know that they're in every game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really really cool that they carry over stuff like that. Uh, and then obviously I played the rest of the ones that I have been able to. I spaced them out a little bit more than you did because you were like a seasoned JRPG veteran at that point. So you were ready to go all in, just like don't jump straight into the deep end. And I was like, I have played three RPGs before and I don't want to get like completely overwhelmed and burnt out on it. There's so much content in the Trail series so but like how much um how long did it take for you to finish finish up and what was the order that you played in? Uh okay, so I played the Sky Trilogy in order and then I played uh I actually I tried to play Cold Steel 1 first and I kind of hated it and I stopped I only got to, I think I finished the Celtic portion, which is only the, like, the first chapter. So nothing important. And it's also the slowest and the most boring one. Right. So nothing really important happened. Um, and then I stopped because I just didn't like it. Uh, I played Zero after that, and I beat it and I liked it. So then I went and played, did I play Ow next? No, I played Cold Steel first because I saw... Um, someone was showing like the timeline of how the events happen uh-huh. and some of the events of Cold Steel 2 and Ow happen at the same time uh-huh. so I wanted to play in event order so I'd, I played 0, Cold Steel 1, Ow, Cold Steel 2 
See, the thing about that, I, I wanted to bring this up since we're talking about timeline stuff now. Um, even though, like, Aonoteseki kind of spoils, like, one of the endings in Cold Steel 2, I don't know what the right, like, um, order to play it to avoid that spoiler, because I think the way Cold Steel 2 was structured is that, that no, Cold Steel 1 is structured that you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know that the Chancellor, okay, Spoiler alert, the Chancellor gets shot. This is, yeah, spoiler-free. It doesn't matter. It, not spoiler-free. It's absolutely not spoiler-free. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Like, I think it builds up that you're not going to expect that the Chancellor gets shot. As opposed to, like, when you if you played Aonokiseki 1, it just flat out say that the Chancellor gets shot. Right. There, There is... I saw a Reddit post mm, maybe about a month ago that showed what order you can play in and you're basically juggling games if you play it in an order where all the events happen in order without like overlapping at all it was really complicated and i don't know if i would want to like jump between platforms that much mm -hmm. it'll just get confusing especially with how different the orbits work oh yeah and some of the the combat systems like the burst system in uh aonokiseki is Oh, that's broken. It's yeah. You can get like, I don't. You could probably get like more than twelve turns in a row without even trying to uh, attack, advance, or delay your opponent. Uh huh. It's fun, but it's definitely like overpowered. Yeah. Oh, but how long did they take? Um, when I played, when I played Sky, I think I beat it in like thirty-five hours. Uh, what happens in every game that I, even if I really like it at the beginning, I talk to all the, the NPCs, I do all the side quests and by about halfway, I start getting too invested in the main storyline and I start dropping all the side quest stuff. Uh -huh, yeah, me too. That just happens every time. I'm glad that someone can relate to that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because I just wanted to like move on to the story because. Um, I mean, let's be real here. FC has the slowest story ever. It does have a slow like, story. But, like, the payoff in FC is so good. Like, I oh, love yeah. slow burns like that. Mm -hmm. uh, how long did it take you to beat the first Sky game? Um, maybe Well, I did skip a lot of side quests after I got to, like, uh, both. Okay. Because I was just... Getting patient. Just wanted to move, like, move to the story, but the problem is I wasn't also grinding, and I don't have a lot of Mira, so that's why I struggled for the most part in FC. So it took me around like thirty-two hours, probably. Okay. Well, that that actually brings up a question about the grinding. How do you feel the? Because um, I think that they've kind of mastered the level up system. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just that you have to just carry your underleveled party member in like one or two battles, maybe three or four. And they just then jump right just up. Start and catching up. It's so great because that's one of the things that always turned me off to um, RPGs in the past. Just Yeah, you don't need no experience share and stuff like that. Right. Like even in Pokemon, I, which I, I love Pokemon, but sometimes the grinding, you're just like, oh man. 
why is there such a big level jump? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so um, one thing that I also appreciate in um, in trails is that you don't need no like um, field moves to advance. You know, like HMs in Pokemon. Oh yeah, or the field skills in Xenoblade Two. Mm-hmm. I like Xenoblade Two, but oh man, those field That's skills. The one thing. I really dislike about Xenoblade. Like, I have to, like, match certain skills in my blades. Like, no. Is it like that in the other games? I have not played the other Xenoblade games. I've only played two. I really wanted to play the first one, though, but I only have the original 3DS, and I don't have a Wii, and no one owns a Wii U, so... (laughs) I have a Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um... So, which game took the longest for you? Oh, SC by a mile. Really? It, it's also ha- it also happens to be my favorite game in the series. Me too. Um, um, I do plan on playing it again. I did choose Agate for Estelle's like buddy, right. battle buddy. So I plan on playing it again. Um. Probably soon after Code Seal 2 gets released on the PS4. And I'm going to choose Sherazard next time because I wanted to see how different it is. Nice. Yeah, I took Cher the first time because um, I, I was like, she's like Estelle's surrogate big sister. She's, of course, going to want to go with uh, Estelle. Uh-huh. But I chose Agate the second time. And it is a little different, you know, because Cher is a lot nicer than, than Agate is. <laughs> I just realized that it still basically has to choose whether to go with big brother or big sister. <laughs> I don't think it it would hurt uh, Agate any any way that she made the decision. Uh huh. Well, basically, the reason I chose Agate because um, we don't really see much about him on FC, whereas in we see her in the first chapter, and then we see her, and then we see her like at least for the first three chapters of the game, mm-hmm. and then she gets playable in the final chapter. So there's so much airtime as opposed to Agate when you only see him like a couple of times and then a whole chapter dedicated to him in Tita. Right. So yeah. And he, he definitely, he obviously he, once you find out he's just a big softy, uh, like he definitely grew on me. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for that trope, especially <laughs> when it's like, um, that chapter that's dedicated to him and Tita on SC. Love that. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that they are coming back for Cool Seal 3. I know. I'm excited about that. And that she's a student. Mm-hmm. I hope that we get to use her. I remember thinking... Yeah, I remember thinking that um, Tita was going to be in Class 7 because she appeared at the school. <laughs> and like a trailer for Cool Seal 3. I'm like, what the heck? I wasn't expecting that, especially considering that her mother's like that. Right. Well, in um, did you read the the character bio on uh, the official website? Yeah, I did. It, her mom was upset that she went. Mm-hmm. Well, her mom's upset about everything anyway. <laughs> oh, the, I don't like her about the tropes. But that's a, but that's a conversation for another time. About the tropes, I actually, having not come from RPGs and having not watched anime besides Pokemon, I don't really, Uh the tropes don't affect me. I don't know anything about them. So 
if there is like a horribly stereotypical trope, it doesn't even, I don't even know. Oh, I can definitely tell you that when I first played Coastal 1, I was turned off by every single one of them in class 7. Because they're like walking stereotypical tropes, especially Elisa. Okay. I can but see like, it. As soon as, but like when you get to know them, like during the course of the story, they're like, See, here's the thing. What I love about Trails is like their character development is phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. And I've heard people say that tropes are okay if they're done really right. well. Yeah. And you can't really complain about pretty much anyone in mm-hmm. in the Trails games. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure people would agree when I say this, that Estelle is also a walking trope in FC. But you can't really say that she's the same person after SC, or maybe even the third. Right, no, she had so much growth, and she changed, like, organically. Like, it it didn't feel forced or fake. It was Uh through the events that happened, and she just, you know, she would learn from... Maybe she failed on something, but she would learn from it, and she would just, like... Just the growth that she showed was so... It was like you're sitting there playing like, I'm so proud of you. My children. <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was what first hooked you in uh, Cold Steel? Because you said that you you were kind of struggling with it at the beginning. Yeah, um, the battle system was kind of confusing to me. But once I get the, got the hang of it, I really got hooked on it. Like, what was confusing uh, at first? Well... I don't really understand like the AT stuff and like the delay and the orbments because there was so much text that I have to read in order to get it. And like I don't have time and patience for this. I just like I don't know, kinda winged it. And then I watched like a YouTube gameplay of someone beating um what is that? Uh beating C in the um oh, what's the place again? In the mine? The one with the fact. Yeah, 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 the, the mine. Yeah. I saw them beat C with no damage. And like, huh, this is interesting. And like, <laughs> it took the time to study like the battle system. And like, oh, I got the hang of it now. And then I was able to play Cold Steel 2 with no problem. Except I really disliked the Divinite battles. It's probably the least favorite thing in Cold Steel that I've yeah. encountered so far. I have heard, uh, there's another podcast called Giant Sword Podcast that I've listened to occasionally. Um, They're really big into RPGs, but I haven't played a lot of games they talk about. But when they talked about Cold Steel, the guy that hosts it was saying his favorite part was the giant robots. And I'm like, that's actually my least favorite part. (laughs) Uh I would rather just have the regular fights because honestly, when you do the giant robot fights... I feel like you're super limited in what your options are. Yeah, I didn't like how we got limited to crafts and normal attacks and divine night battles. Because I really like using arts. So not being able to use arts kind of turned me off in the night divine night battles. Okay. I love arts because too. It's so cool. It's so cool like the animations and stuff. And okay. When I got to play Sky and Crossbow games, I was so shocked at how many arts you can use. Right. Yeah, well, they, they cost so much less, too, especially in FC. Mm-hmm. You can do stuff mm-hmm. for, like, like 8 EP. Yeah, 
You can spam Earth Wall too. Yeah, and that doesn't even cost that much. But like, if mm -hmm. if you want to do the same thing in Cold Steel, uh, the adamant adamantine shield, it's like three hundred and twenty uh -huh. or something, like some ridiculous amount. Yeah, and it also only blocks physical attacks. Don't block. Doesn't block arts too. So if you want invulnerability, you have to like spend two turns casting it twice. Yeah. Twice EP2. I think someone decided it was too powerful for Estelle to just sit there casting Earthwall the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Queen. I don't remember if it returned on zero and out too. Uh, I, I think, think that there. Oh, it did. I think it did as an S craft. Yeah, if you just kept Tita, uh, she had zero field, mm -hmm. and you could just cast that. I would just like keep hers. That that actually. So I think when you fight the final boss in Owl. Uh, if you cast that, then the final boss like goes into spam attack mode and doesn't like that you casted that. And so I think I got in trouble a few times because I was using that. But yeah. other than that, I always kept zero field on. It, um, Earth Wall is also the reason I was able to beat Cassius and Luve in the third. So <laughs> thank God for that. Yeah. That's a that's a fun battle though, but I definitely um who did who okay, I took Richard, Estelle, Annalise, and Reese to that fight, I think. Do you have to take Kevin? Mm -hmm. I must not have brought Richard then. I know I, I brought mm -hmm. I know that I brought uh Annalise and Estelle and Reese. Um by the time I got to that, I think I was already at the final chapter, so I, I was always do, uh, I was always doing Kevin, Reese, Richard, and Ren in the final chapter, so I must have brought them. Okay. They're so good. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of which, um, do you have a favorite boss in the Trail series? In any of the games, Woof. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did really like that fight where you have to fight Cassius and, and Lowe. Um, mm -hmm. And which, by the way, I don't care how anyone pronounces names. So, like, I know that's something that, like, Lady Virgilia was on her videos. Like, the first thing on YouTube, people would be like, you're not pronouncing the names right. Okay, well, I don't really care. We, we know who we're talking about. Um, uh -huh. That was a good well, fight. They also pronounce it in, like, Coastal too, so. Oh, they do? It has an official announcement. Yeah, um, I think McBurn said it. Ah, I must not have been paying attention. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can come up with a single boss fight. I do like the one with Cassius and Lowe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, what about you? I think I made a Tumblr post. I don't remember who I put in top one, in like my top ten Kiseki boss fights, but I think I really enjoyed um, the fight against What's his name? Uh, big Sword Guy in Zero and Aono Kiseki. Big Sword Guy? Dude with long hair and big star. That's oh, Arios? Yeah, 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 Arios. I think for the most part it's because of the music. The music is so good oh, in yeah. Zero and Now has some great music, especially the battle music. How about this? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Do you have a favorite um, 
location or city in the trail series? This might be really weird, but I really, really like the Tower of Stargaze. Ah, I love that music. Like, it's not just the music. The music's really good, but just, like, the the ambience of being mm-hmm. in that location. Like, the there's just, like, sparkles that show up all over the place, and there's a really cool, like, 3D effect with all of it. So it feels like it's it's not just, like, in front of you. It's all around you. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I th- I think that's probably my favorite. This also this is also kind of ironic, but since you were talking about Tower of Stargaze, my least favorite location in the trail series is the Tower of Moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just really didn't like that. Basically, because I was lost for like two hours or so trying to figure out where and how to get things done in Zero. I was like, ah, uh, give up. I probably didn't touch zero for like two days afterwards. But yeah, my favorite location in the trail series is probably Crossbell City. Probably. The whole thing? Yeah. No, wait, no. Um, it's a tie between Crossbell City and Rouen in Liberal. Ooh, okay. Interesting pick. Mm-hmm. What do you like about about that city so much? I don't know. I think it's the aesthetic. I like looking at white, white things. I like the bridge is nice too. Also, Chloe's there. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I can see it. What about? It um, reminds me of like. It reminds me of like. I don't know. I think it's called Santorini in Greece. Like yeah. It's like a river and stuff, and like white buildings i don't know yeah yeah i know what you're talking about like on the mediterranean they have all those like like uh whitewashed walls and stone Uh yeah i think i don't know if it's sandorini but it's definitely something like that it could be Uh so what about your favorite location in erebonia huh this is not so much about location it's Mostly because of the music, but I really like Ruer. Okay. Not because Elise is there. <laughs> and also not because it's like a carbon copy of um, Zeiss. But yeah, I really like Ruer. Also, um, what's that name? Burning a Heart. I really like that. Okay. Oh, you probably like Ruer because uh, you can meet up with Claire at the uh, dining club, <laughs> dining bar F. True. I, I really liked Legram, and I don't know why, um, mm-hmm. but, like, I guess... I like the ambience, too, like, the misty... Yeah, like, the misty town. fog, it just seems, like, really calm and laid back, mm-hmm. even though Victor would totally kick your butt in a duel. Yeah. I also like Emir too, even though it's, like, a small town. So what other what other gameplay elements do you really like? Because one of the things that stood out to me as someone who was new, relatively new to JRPGs, was it's turn-based, but you can see the turn order. Uh-huh. And that was really helpful uh... to me to like, oh, okay, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. So like in, in other games like Final Fantasy IX and Chrono Trigger both have uh, like this bar. 
there's like a bar that fills up and, and they fill up at different speeds. So it's turn-based, but it's not like, you're like, oh, I have to wait. And then you can't see the enemies, so they might fill up before uh -huh. you. And it didn't let me plan out what I was going to do as well. Um, I think I like S breaks and S craft. Definitely, like, I love that. You can you can steal like an HP recovering turn or a critical turn. That's like it's like a clutch moment. Um, but also non combat related, I really like Blade in Cold Steel One and Two. And um, I'm trying to remember what's the thing called in um, Sky. You can play poker. Uh, uh, no, that's not it. It's like, um, it's it's in the third. It's like a door in the third. I can't remember it. It's like a quiz show. Oh yeah, the Campanella's quiz show. Yeah. Where where Campanella's the host and he has different outfits. I love Blade, and I really wish that they had like mass produced. A deck that you could buy that wasn't part of a special edition. Oh yeah, um, they sold Blade like a deck of Blade cards as a special edition for Tokyo Xanadu. But you don't like Tokyo Xanadu, so. Well, yeah, and they right. didn't sell it separately. So if you if I wanted it, and then it's if you get it, it's the uh, Tokyo Xanadu Blade. Uh -huh. So it's not like the the Trails Blade, which I'm... I think they sell those kind of cards in the Tachikawa station because there's like a station in Japan um, once you got there there's like a store of anime merch that sells nothing but Falcom stuff they my, probably sell those too my goodness like, I wanted I wanted to go there but it was so far away I need to go to Japan apparently uh-huh I don't know any Japanese I know very little Japanese. I can say like, you know, konnichiwa. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know any Japanese either. So just you just need to watch more anime, I suppose. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, I have watched a few since because I specifically remember sending my roommate a text and my roommates, they've been watching anime since they were little. They've been into JRPGs for a long time. My one roommate said it was really interesting to see me get into JRPGs because things that I would be frustrated with and complain about to him, he'd be like, well, that's that's just how every RPG is. And, uh, I guess you're the odd one out in your roommates, huh? Right, yeah. Um, but I remember sending him a text after... Uh, I don't think I had started... Trails in the Sky the third yet, but I had finished FC and SC, and I had been looking up a bunch of stuff about Trails, and I just remember being like, I think I'm going to like anime now. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I can suggest some good ones to you. Speaking of anime, have you watched uh, the Sky anime? Yeah, I've watched it a couple of times. Um, How many episodes does it have? It's just one. Um, oh. it's like, it's, it's on YouTube, so you can find it for free. Um, but it's, uh, everything about it is from SC, but it's not all of SC. It's only part of it. So don't 
watch it if you haven't played SC because it'll just spoil everything. I didn't like it the first time I played or the first time I watched it, but watching it again, um, one time I watched the the dub and the second time I watched it with subtitles, it was a lot better with the subtitles. I think maybe I was like, being was more awful, or did, did they get like the same voice actors for the dub? Um, they didn't. You mean from the game? They did not get the same voice yeah. actors. Estelle sounds oh, like a, a ditzy idiot in the <laughs> the um the dub. It's it's a little bit weird. I mean, she does kind of run headfirst into a lot of things in the game, but I think they played that up a little bit too much in the dub. Mm-hmm. But you haven't so seen guess, it, right? Yeah, I haven't. So I assume if they're like condensing the Sky Trilogy, you know, the Sky FC and SC, I suppose it's like a movie of sorts. Yeah, but it actually doesn't have anything from FC in it. Uh-huh. So it's just like I watched like the opening a few days ago when you told me when you asked me if I watched it. Okay. And I'm like, well, I'm curious about it, so let's just watch the opening. And they showed like some scenes on FC, but majority of it, yeah, did come from SC. I definitely liked it more the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because I, I was know. more I guess forgiving. I was just expecting more because SC had so much story content. Yeah, they definitely focus mainly on just the enforcers. Oh, interesting. Which, actually, that leads me to another question. How do you feel about how there are so many characters with extravagant nicknames? Oh, I can't keep up with their nicknames, to be honest. Me either. There's too Uh, many of them. Yeah, there's like the Silver Streak and... What purple lightning? Yeah, like everyone like, has these just, ridiculous just nicknames. Okay. Yeah, I can understand like like Joshua's the Black Fang. So I guess I'll buy that. Like nicknames for the enforcers, maybe. But then I don't really like all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure Agate has a nickname too, but I can't remember what it is. I wonder what Estelle's would be. be neat if it's like um a play on her s craft or something wait 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 hold on um cassius has a nickname too right um he's a title i think technically the divine blade is a title uh and then of course the internet calls him the divine mustache (laughs) which is better there's also so many titles. There's like the Blade Master, the, the Divine, and I mean the Radiant Blade Master. Yeah. This is so many. The Blade Lord. And there's like what positions too? There's like Anguist and Enforcer. Yeah. There's there's a I mean, lot. This is so ridiculous. There's a lot to keep track of, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm reading like I'm playing through for the first time, and it's like, oh, what is? Where am I supposed to put all of this? So overall, in the whole Trail series, who would you say is your favorite character? Oh no, don't do this! Like, don't do this. Um, uh, um it really depends on what the previous game I played is. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. 
But if you ask me right now, I think my favorite character is um I would say right now it's Risha. Okay. <laughs> and I'm kinda of bummed that she's not or probably not appearing in Coastal 3 or 4, but it's just it's just she's just so unexpected, you know, like I love Risha. You meet her you meet her as a dancer. And then you found out she's an assassin. Like, what kind, it's like day and night, you know? <laughs> well, I, <clears throat> I'm apparently an idiot because when I played, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention in that scene in Zero, because you had to remind me. I didn't know that she was Yin for like, like a really long time, way past the point where you're supposed to know. Uh-huh. And yeah, um, that well, was I'm weird. I was surprised too, because in Al, you, you find out who Yin is in like what final chapter? It's pretty late. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I was already spoiled because I played Coastal Two first. I was actually surprised if you get to play as Loy and Risha, even though I didn't know who they were right. at the time. You're like, who the heck are these people? Yeah, and they keep on like mentioning names that I have known nothing about. Like, who's Ellie? Who's Randy? Who's Tio? Well, I don't want to get too into this right now because we'll get into it when we get to the episode about Ao. But uh, I just, I really like Risha. I think she's really cool. But isn't she like, she was an assassin. Does she literally killed people? Is she going to be held responsible for that? Like now is she just good? And it's like, okay, she's a good guy now. What What's the deal? Yeah, she saved Crossbow so she can... Like, continue life as a dancer. Right, yeah. I, I mean, we can have plenty of time to think about that, but that's just... that. I really like Risha, and I agree with you. She's probably my favorite character from Crossbell. But that just that that's a big question that I want answered at some point. Would you say that she's your favorite character right now for the Trail series? No, it's still Estelle. I, it, it would be way too hard for for anyone to take that. And I like Estelle for a couple of reasons. Like she's, she's confident in herself, but she's confident in like, uh, as a, a, uh, an instinct, you know, she, she doesn't walk around saying I'm the best at this, but if someone threatens her, first thing she does is whip out her staff, you know, and she doesn't back down from stuff like that. She doesn't back down from threats. And I like that. It's, it's like a confidence that's not cocky. And uh-huh. she's, you know, she's helpful and she's, she's kind to, to people that need help. And one uh-huh. thing that I really uh, connected with, like personally, is she's very positive and cheerful. And that's a lot, like people say that uh-huh. about me a lot, that I'm just like cheerful. And, you know, when I go into work in the morning, I'm, I seem happy to be there. And so I really liked that because I was like, yeah, like I, I can definitely connect with that. Mm-hmm. And she also has great one-liners. She has amazing one-liners. Uh-huh. And the Estelle face, babe. <laughs> the smug Estelle. The I've, Estelle stare. I've definitely sent uh-huh. Estelle stare to people before, like, over text <laughs> as a reaction. And they're like, who is this anime girl? I'm like, shoot. They don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... I don't know if you've noticed, but 
I think every like main trails character has like a little girl that they're like supposed to protect or something. I mean, Estelle has Ren, Lloyd has Kia. I mean, just maybe I'm grasping straws here, but maybe Reen has uh, what's her name, Altina? I don't know. It's kind of like a recurring theme. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. Would it be Altina? I mean, like you could have Milium. Or, well, no, because Fee can protect herself. Mm-hmm. And Elise can Thinking kind of protect of her herself. Theme. Well, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, she's got something. A recurring themes. What's your take on, like, um, harem, the harem situation in, like, male protagonists? Like, Joshua has a harem. Lloyd won, Lloyd has one, and um, Reen has one, too. So... What's your, what are your thoughts about it? <clears throat> I think Joshua's is fine, because he only ever has eyes for Estelle, so it doesn't really happen, and it doesn't detract from the, like, the development of story, story and the relationships between the different characters. Um, mm-hmm. Like, is it... I think it's Moondor 3 from Sky the Third, where Chloe is like... Joshua, I love you. And he was like, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I love that. That's I love that's it too. Cool. But it's like, it, it doesn't hurt the relationship between those two. They're still, that's part of the relationship. Uh-huh. That's part of the development. And uh-huh. the, I don't know so much about Lloyd because I don't think a lot of it comes out. And maybe it's because we've only played the fan translation and not like the Geofront uh-huh. stuff. Um, yeah, but which is still fan translation, but they, you know, they're doing more editing and work on it um, to make yeah. it more like X. And it also kind of shows that maybe in the fan translation, or maybe in the real game too. But like everything, um, every bonding events that's not with Ellie isn't really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because it. Like, there's a one canon couple. Uh-huh. Because in Cold Steel, I would say it, it really hurts the development of all the other characters. Uh-huh. Because the if you're not, like, if Reen's not romancing all of the ladies, then you don't get to find out most of the stuff that is important about them. And yeah, actually, that that reminds me. You don't really figure out that Emma is a witch unless you do her final bonding episode. Yeah, I didn't do it. I that totally skipped on me. I wasn't a huge fan of um locking character developments in bonding events. Yeah, but I mean, I play Persona. <laughs> Okay. So I really appreciate the bonding events too. Okay. I think that they could do it. I think that they could do it differently. Like you could keep it to where, like if they, if they did it more like sky where your main character has a bunch of people that might like them like Joshua, Uh but they don't, you know, like it's, it's part of the story that they don't reciprocate those feelings. Uh-huh. I think that that would help the characters develop better. 
Yeah, I think they kind of fix that or fixing that equals still three and four because I think that it it has been established that Elisa is the canon partner, quote unquote, but they're still bonding events too. So maybe. I know that the bonding events, like the final bonding events with Elisa in Cold Steel 1 and 2 are definitely more passionate, I guess, uh-huh. is how I might describe them. It, it definitely seems... Elisa's yet Cold Steel 2. <laughs> okay. It, it definitely seems like that's where they want you to go. Uh-huh. And I really didn't like her the first time I played Cold Steel. Uh-huh. But then well, again, well, I can see that because you don't really get the best impression of her in the first few hours of the game. Yeah, that's true. I I was a huge. I'm still a huge fan of Laura. I think Laura's awesome. Not only does she hit like a truck, but she's like just really cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Okay, not to like go back on the favorite characters thing, but since we both named our favorite characters, like it's a girls. Um. Would you say you have a favorite male character? For the whole series? Yeah, for the whole series. Uh, how about you go first and I'll think about it. Okay, um, maybe it's not a surprise to you. Or maybe it's not a surprise to my followers on Tumblr. <laughs> but my favorite character is Crow. Surprise. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to go deep on it because hashtag spoilers. And it's gonna, I'm going to save it for our Cold Seal episode. But the thing about Crow that I like is that I don't know. I think I'm a sucker for for those like um, happy-go-lucky type of characters. I okay. don't necessarily relate to them, but I think they're kind of fun. Okay. Just like fun characters in general. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I, I can can pick a single male character, but I guess if I had to pick one, I might say. A lot of it comes from his usefulness uh, as a unit when you're battling, and that's okay. Kevin. He's extremely well-developed as a character anyway because he's the protagonist of an entire game. Um, but his usefulness in combat is so good. I absolutely love... Um... Oh, wait, wait. Can I, guess? Can I guess who that is? Wait, I already said his name. Oh, you did? I you... didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Uh-huh. Um, because yeah, I really like Kevin too. His, uh, I like in in Pokemon. I'm totally not the type of trainer that wants to do like super defensive type things. But in Trails, uh-huh. I absolutely love having that defensive option. So like I uh-huh. kept, I kept him with his uh, Grail Sphere. S craft the entire game except for when you have to like specifically change it for a few battles because I love being able to like if things were going bad I could throw Grail Sphere and things would at least be okay for a little bit longer but as a character I I think I like Kevin the same reason on why I like Crow because the first impression you get to him is kind of like how you met Crow they are really similar with his cell, I mean. Yeah, he's the insensitive jerk. Uh-huh. God, I love those titles. Oh, yeah, those are so good. Like, whoever, man, the, the translation is, like, it's so good. And I'm totally spoiled, not just from, like, the game and the character development, but the, 
the translation too because it's so good. Yeah, I don't even know if like those chests messages in the Japanese version of the Sky Games are there. I think Xe put those just for fun. Yeah, I don't think that they were there because um, they're not there in like Zero and Al. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think I read something once that said. Exceed couldn't figure out why every time you read, uh, like the chest message that would say this chest is empty, it was like pulling that text from a different location. <laughs> so they just started making them all unique. Uh-huh. I think I read that. I don't know how true that is. Uh-huh. But man, there are so many chests and so many messages they had to come up with. It's just really impressive. Uh huh. I think they didn't bring that back in Cold Steel, but they brought a few in Cold Steel 2. You know those blue, blue chests that when you open and beat it, there's like, you get to activate their, what's it called, overdrive abilities? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Cold Steel 2. Yeah, I remember, like, um, playing one time, I didn't have the required party members to open the chest, and there's like a, like a weird pun message oh yeah there's like really good puns in there i swear that they like and that's how the trophies are too um like if you if your final bonding event is with fee it's more than a feel a feeling Uh, oh that's cute and for for laura it's here with you tonight but night is spelled like k-n-i-g-h-t oh that's Um, impressive um, I remember, like, when I hit 100 hours of playing Cold Steel 1, I got an, I got a trophy that says Trails in the Couch. That was <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> so you played on Vita, right, when you played Cold Steel? Yes, I've played on the Vita, and I'm also planning on playing on the PS4 because I'm a sucker. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I've played the too. first two SC games in Vita, and I've played... Well, obviously, I only have one choice. I've only, I've played like the third on a very old laptop. I have decided that part of the reason that I like portable games so much is, or portable systems so much, is that I can play the RPGs anywhere I want. So uh-huh. I played the Sky games on PSP, and then of course the laptop because you had to. I had this ancient laptop still runs XP, and I. Steam dropped support for XP, uh, but I got in just before they started or dropped support, so I got lucky. Um, But I actually played on a PS TV when I played uh, Cold Steel 1 and 2 the first time because it was cheaper than buying a Vita, and I'm kind of a cheap bastard. Uh So I have a Vita now, and I did play Cold Steel 1 on it again, so that was really fun, actually. I, I think I enjoyed it more, being able to go around with it. Uh-huh. Which begs the question, why isn't Falcom putting the Trail series in the Switch, huh? Man, I think that they definitely should. I mean, I don't know what kind of deal Sony has with them, but I would love if it was on the Switch. Uh-huh. I just want every game on the Switch. I think everybody does. And they're kind of going, they're kind of moving that way. I mean, you can play like Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9 too, can you? Uh-huh. I uh, think. 
I don't really follow much Final Fantasy except Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and 15, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, East is playable in the Switch, so I'm betting there's something probably in the works. At least the Sky games. That's true. the Crossbow games. Oh man, the Crossbow games on Switch would be amazing. Honestly, yeah, it'll solve the quote-unquote crossbow problems if they put it on the Switch. It just seems so weird that they would... Like, what was the draw for them to translate Cold Steel and not Crossbell? Like, what What was the... Do you think it was because Cold Steel had the, the bonding events and everything? I think it's mostly because of the long wait between FC and SC that the time that the time to localize the crossbow games have passed. I don't know. But I think it's also because a lot of people got introduced in Cold Steel. I mean myself included. So I think they're kind of banking on the bonding the bonding events to kind of cash in on cash in on the persona success. Okay. Well, it looks like we're getting a little bit long here. Don't want to keep people for too long, but uh, we want to kind of introduce you to hopefully what's going to be a podcast series. Uh, This was just our little intro video so we can get talking about trails a bit, but coming up, we're going to talk about Sky. Uh And hopefully we'll have a little bit more, a little bit more organized for each episode uh you know one game one episode uh hopefully we can have a couple of guests we're looking at a couple of guests to come in and talk about games and uh we actually wanted to do a whole episode talking about music and i don't know when we're going to fit that one in oh yeah it's a good idea because i i have one person that definitely wants to talk about music But yeah, uh, thanks for joining us on our first episode of the Kiseki cast. And hopefully next time you'll join us when we talk about Trails in the Sky FC.